following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our PC. Yeah, good morning, Boston. What's happening? This is Dave, the guy from Boston, a guy from Boston. I'm just a guy from Boston, Schultzy. I'm looking at my guest, Mark Schultz, <laughs> by the way. My guest is Mark Schultz. Welcome to the program, Mark Schultz. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Capacity crowd is on their feet. Welcome back to the <laughs> the, the Boston podcast, and we're going to talk about a lot of cool things with my guest. Uh, I'm going to keep you in suspense as to who Mark Schultz is. Today, the nation will find out, Schultz. Will Damn. they? Well, I, you know, I don't want to blow my cover that fast. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's... Um, He's a music aficionado. He is a radio aficionado. He is something of a Boston radio historian. <laughs> I would say. I would say. I would say. And he is on the radio now. I mean, not now, now, like not at this moment as we speak, although I guess he could be, depending upon when you're listening to this podcast. But with all that cryptic information, I'm going to. Uh, Pause for a moment to tell you about our sponsor. You see what I did there, Schultz? Transition. Yeah. Oh, good. The U.S. Postal Service supports the show. They are the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. The U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. Supporter of the Boston Podcast, where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your City And the U.S. Postal Service is inviting you to attend a hiring event at Roxbury Post Office that is at 55 Roxbury Street, Roxbury, Massachusetts, on Wednesday, August 14th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. There are immediate openings for carriers, clerks, and truck drivers. Once again, hiring event, Roxbury Post Office, 55 Roxbury Street, Roxbury, Mass., Wednesday, August 14th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you know what, Schultzy? What's so, up? So Schultzy and I have, have worked together. Here I go with my first parentheses of the day, first of many. Um, Schultzy and I have worked together many years in the past. We worked at Lawyers Weekly together. We've uh, enjoyed each other's uh, company. Um, well, maybe that was one-sided. I don't know, Schultzy. You can tell me <laughs> later. No, but, we were uh, fine. We, yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I thought we were fine as well. And um, so, but th- the thing is, when I came up with the idea for the Boston Podcast Network, one of the inspirations was I wanted the entire fleet of entertainment to have the touch and feel of a great local radio station. And you're a huge, you were a huge fan of the Rest in Peace WBCN, The Rock of Boston. Right. Grew up on it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so to me, one of the great things about the station was no matter when you tuned in, there was a familiar feel to it. Like, even if you maybe weren't that familiar with a particular DJ, there was a touch and feel. Each DJ had its own, his own sort of personality. But what, what were your memories of growing up in Boston with WBCN? Nothing was more Boston than WBCN, <laughs> so it's apropos. That's for sure. Um, basically, I got turned on to WBCN in September of 1970. In fact, I got Ooh, to my dorm room. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first things I started doing was searching for a radio station. 
mm-hmm. and I landed on 104.1, and it kind of stayed there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no need to switch. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you wake up with, uh, in those days, you were still waking up with Laquadera. So y- you weren't back in the days of Wooba Gooba with the green teeth? No, uh, no, no. no. Uh, he he <laughs> had neither. already left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I only heard tale of that, as most of us have. And, and if you don't know, who we're, we're talking about Peter Wolf, who later went on to gain... Much greater fame as the lead singer of the Jay Giles band, but he was a DJ on BCN. Yeah, yeah. and uh, every once in a while he, he's still doing some guest DJ shots at uh, WMB. Yeah, he um, he he's one of my favorites, and he, I know he still tours occasionally, right? He's still yeah. around here and there. Um, I mean, at at the peak of their powers, Jay Giles' band w- was just as charismatic and and successful as like an Aerosmith or a, oh yeah a, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because uh, I, I had the un, well fortunate or unfortunate uh, um, event happen in New York when I saw a ridiculous show. Mm-hmm. Jojo Gunn opened up, mm-hmm. and, and then it was uh, Jay Giles playing second billing. Strange. And then the top billing was yes. <laughs> I mean, I have never seen a more Wait, ridicu- tell, me the, tell me the name of the headliner again. <laughs> Tell me the name yeah. of the headliner again. Yeah, uh, we're not going to rip on. off that. We're not going to rip off that dip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, are you going to tell me or not? All right, sorry. Um, so, right. But anyway, back to back to BCN. What were your memories? As well, ba- basically, uh, you know, th- they were about as local as you get. They, w- uh, they were involved in just about everything community-wise. Um, I actually worked there answering the phones uh, for, for a couple of days. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was over a Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Where most of the regular staff uh, wasn't around, so they trained me, and uh, I think it was what seventy three, seventy four. Yeah, well, and they do the same thing in hospitals at Christmas time. Bring in the Jews. That's <laughs> that's about right. And then what happened was uh, I, I got I got my first real feel for radio at that point, mm-hmm. because uh, one of the things is the jocks were always on anyway. The regular staff. And Lacquadero was doing his show, mm-hmm. and uh, towards the end of it, he was he would always do the Michigas part. Michigas, yeah. Yeah, and right. at the time, Tommy Hanges was still there. Okay. So Tommy uh, came in about, I'd say about uh, 8.30 or so, and he was going to prep for a show. Didn't prep. He went right into the, uh, 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 right into the conference room and passed out cold on the conference table. <laughs> And uh, it was my job to wake him up in time for Michigas. Uh, <laughs> so I walked in, and I'm trying to wake him. I said, Tommy, Tommy, you got to wake up. And, uh, so Lacordera said, take a cup of water, throw it in his face. <laughs> he really said that? He you? did. Oh, and, my God. I swear to God. And what happened was Tommy woke up, and he looked like he had been hit by a truck. Mm. But the minute the mic went on, you'd never know. Wow. It. How about that? It's called acting. So he was, I guess so. <laughs> so he was the architect of Michigan. So Michigan was a game which uh, you, I always looked <laughs> forward to it. But the thing was, what it really was was just calling somebody and asking him one trivia question. Wasn't that ba- all, basically? That's yeah. all it was. And and they were trying to find ways to work sponsors into it so that they could give the prizes away yeah. and all the rest of that stuff. But uh, you know, one of the things that was terrific about BCN uh, back in the day was that they produced their own commercials that would fit with the station mm-hmm. rather than doing pre-canned commercials. Mm-hmm. And that didn't come in until a couple of years later when uh, you know more money got involved. Right. And eventually BCN went on to be not just a successful radio station, but the radio home of the Patriots. Right. That happened in the 90s at one point. 
and uh, just the I, I used to I remember just maybe being home from college and just kind of bumming around and my whole day consisted of going down to the local video store getting three videos <laughs> and picking up a uh, hamburger pizza from the Papa Gino's on the corner and just going home and then in between I'd always be listening to WBCN and so it was you started with Charles in the morning and Captain Ken Shelton and Mark Parento right and their uh, Raz was in there for a while um Let's see who else. Uh, Bradley J would always like pop in. That was maybe in the later years. But what do you remember? I, I have to tell you a funny story. Yeah. Um, my son went to a uh, computer camp a mm-hmm. um, couple of years ago, and he got very friendly with another kid named Dylan. Mm. Uh, and what you know, these these kids started really hanging out together. They live. Uh, uh, the other Dylan lived in Arlington, so we went down, took him down there one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to his parents, and nothing really gels in my head at that point. But I looked, and I see on the uh, uh, under the TV a book, Why a Duck. Why a Duck. Now, I love that book. <laughs> I don't know that book. What oh, that's, uh, that's about the Marx Brothers. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, you know, we started talking about that. And I had mentioned the fact that... Uh, you know, I do a radio show sometimes, and uh, one of the things I do is I take some Marx Brothers routines and work them in. Nice. And uh, the, uh, the mother turns around to me. She goes, oh, really? What, what radio station? I said, Mark Skin Radio. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, I do listen to that on occasion. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I used to be in radio, too. I said, uh, I, I don't remember Lisa Charles. Yeah. And she goes... But do you remember Lisa Traxler? Oh, Lisa Traxler, yeah, <laughs> another one of the the on air personalities. That's funny. So, yeah. you, and you didn't you knew her I, voice maybe? <laughs> I, I knew. Well, yeah, I I, I ne- I'd never met her before. Right. Um, but uh, it was really it was really hysterical. I mean, I met a lot of these people uh, due to uh, working with Sam Copper, mm-hmm. uh, the first PD uh, program director over there. And after the demise of BCN in two thousand and nine, he started doing something on HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was WBCN Freeform Rock. Okay. And I was doing a lot of the publicity for it. I'd be doing signs on Facebook every day and trying to help him build an audience. And uh, he would. we did a live remote outside of what used to be WBCN Studios, 1265 Bo- uh, Boylston Street, mm-hmm. which at the time was Jimmy, Jerry Remy's. Yeah. And now it's now it's Jerry Remy's. Uh, ne- oh, uh, no. no, it's not. A, it's not now. No, it's Tony C's now. Now it's Tony C's, right? <laughs> okay, it's right next to the Guitar Center. Exactly. Right, kind of on the back end of Fenway. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, one of the things that was very cool when I was answering uh, when uh, the BCN used to have is a wall downstairs. It was a signature wall, the graffiti mm-hmm. wall. Oh, nice. And when it, they changed it to, uh, to Jerry Remy's, they kept the wall. Oh, good. Oh, I should go down there. It, uh, wait, is it still there now? You, th- it's not public access. Oh, <laughs> we wow. Got, we got some access because uh, Carter Allen was doing a book signing there and all yeah. the rest of that. Um, and we were all just kind of wondering if they had scraped the resin off the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Literally to be a fly on that wall. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, and by the way, we're going to get to Mark's, back to Mark's Skin Radio, which uh, Schultz here is, is uh, a personality on. Currently, um, I remember the the Charles um, occasionally morphing into Dwayne Glasscock. 
Yeah. It, right? His alter ego, it, which was, it, like, if you tried it today, I think people would think it was so silly, but it, but it totally worked. He just, he changed his voice into this shrill, strange yeah, he he up, he upped right? his, he upped his voice by about an octave. Right, and then uh, he became this clone mm-hmm. that was born on April first, uh, clo- right. cloned from some throw up. <laughs> and in, that, yeah. in Butte, Montana. See, I remember one <laughs> on one April first. If you turned on the radio dial to WBCN, you found that Dwayne Glasscock had taken over the studio and had right. had locked Charles Laquadera and tied him up and gagged him. And so every once in a while, he'd go, "Shut up, Laquadera! <laughs> Shut up, Laquadera! This is my show now." There were bumper stickers that said, "Don't blame me. I voted for Dwayne." Right. <laughs> I mean, well, it was a phenomenon. They, they also had. Uh, one one of uh, one of my favorites was they they had a bumper sticker that, that uh, they were running somebody else some other character and says um, vote for change spare change yeah. <laughs> wait no that was something else that was um, I forget who that was but they had a phony political candidate right. named Dick MacGyver I think or Dick with, MacGyver was the, the toll, toll taker. taker right. Yeah, but I, but it may have been one and the same. I, I, but I remember that tagline. He's looking for change, spare, spare change. Right. Yeah, yeah. I it, actually used that when I was running for uh, for finance committee in in Austin. They oh, thought yeah. it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. I remember the wake up calls. Oh, you yeah. remember those? Yeah. So they they used to people would write in and say, please, you know, as a prank. Call my boyfriend on his on his uh, birthday, or call someone my mom on her birthday, and they would call early, obviously early in the morning. It's a morning radio show, and pull some prank on the person, and then pull the rug out from under him, and and say happy birthday, mm-hmm. and, and uh, inevitably play happy birthday by the Beatles. Uh, birthday, sorry, birthday. You, I got Schultz is also a Beatles aficionado, so I got to be careful. I get the name. <laughs> um, the one there was one time where uh, Charles. I wish I could find the audio of this. It was Charles's birthday, and okay. so and so un, unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me, I forgot to turn my phone off. This this this. I need to change my ringtone because uh, everyone's got the same ringtone on the iPhone, and it's be- I've become like a Pavlov dog with it. And to the point where I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Someone's phone will ring on a TV show I'm watching. And I'll reach for my own phone. <laughs> like that's terrible. It's awful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's really bad. Uh, so they, Charles goes to make a wake up call as he would, and they they Charles says, okay, we're gonna call uh, this guy Matt, and uh, apparently, apparently he's got a daughter at UMass, and she's a lovely person and a great student and everything. But we're gonna prank him and tell him that you know she was acting really wild at a party and had to be, and she's being held in a cell, you know, campus security. And so they go to make the call, and he goes, Matt, are you doing uh, this? is, uh, you know, James Dixon. I'm the security officer here at UMass Boston, and uh, I'm afraid we got a problem with your daughter. He goes, what? Who is this? Well, you know, I'm calling from UMass, and uh, apparently your daughter was dancing like a crazy person on tables last night. It got really out of control, and uh, you're going to have to come down and pick her up. And, and he goes, you go, and the silence, and he says, this is Matt, right? He says, yes, you have a daughter at UMass? And he says, I had a daughter at UMass. She was killed in a car accident, right? <laughs> and there's this painful, painful silence, and Charles panics and says, oh, my God, sir, I'm so sorry. This is Charles Lacquadera <laughs> at WBCN. This was supposed to be a prank. I was given this information. I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry. Please accept And then you hear, you hear another silence, and you hear uh, another voice say, 
Charles is today a special day in your life, <laughs> and um, and they got him. They zinged oh. him. And I don't know who that was on the line, but the, there was there was no dead daughter. So <laughs> it, it <laughs> yeah. could have been Matt Siegel for all we know. Yeah, hey, well, that would have made it all the more interesting. So what is Mark Skin Radio for those that don't know? Well, <laughs> we're trying to figure that out. It's a work in progress. <laughs> uh, Mark Skin Radio is a freeform experimental uh, ra- uh, radio that streams on the Internet at markskinradio.com. Mm-hmm. And it's a 24-hour station. What we do... How long have you been doing it? Uh, six years. Okay, is, isn't the experiment over by now? Isn't no. it officially a thing now? No, no, okay. no, no, no. no. This, 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 <laughs> okay. is, this is like drugs in college. Everything is experimental. <laughs> okay. But uh, what, what, we do, uh, what we do is um, we do all We're sorts of... We're listening to Mark Skin Radio right now. Here. Oh, there we go. we got a little, bad company on. A little bad company going, yeah. So we have... Uh, one of the things that we do is we go ahead and uh, dig through everything. I mean, we, all of our DJs, there's no set playlists. There's, I mean completely freeform we do instant requests mm-hmm. um which is sometimes really kind of interesting yeah we have a uh, we have probably one of the largest uh, libraries that you've ever heard of with a, a radio station mm-hmm. over a hundred thousand songs right which is almost impossible that sounds pretty to, hard to manage yeah, it's, for a radio station well if you know what you're looking for, you, you can you can hit it very quickly. See, people these days would say, "Well, what's the big deal? You get everything you need off of iTunes or Spotify or whatnot." But, but um, you don't learn anything. Well, I'll, yeah. <laughs> well, also, you got to remember that radio stations used to have records, obviously, right? And you know, uh, I mean, there were shelves and shelves of them. I was a DJ in college, but. It was really a limited number of songs that were played. Right. Yeah. In fact, there was a there was a phenomenon which most people will probably regret. But when the when the uh, hit when what was it called? Just hit radio. Hit, yeah. hit radio. What I forget. It was in the eighties and. It was HTT here, I think. Hit right. Radio, whatever the. Uh, and that, yeah, the, the, the former WEI. Okay, is that right? Yeah, one hundred three seven, I think. Yeah, and the. Um, and the the word on the street was they literally only had forty records. Uh, I mean, they would rotate them in and out, but it it was they they literally played the top forty over literally. and over again. Yeah, right. Which is no fun. But tell us more. Well, I mean, basically, one of the things we do is uh, all of the DJs usually do like one show a week mm-hmm. uh, because we all like to think we have lives. Right. Um, so <laughs> mo- most people are working. Uh, I'm not, so I have a little bit this more This is time. a passion project for most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no pay involved. Right. But uh, we're kind of interesting. We're, we're not like any conventional radio station because uh, everybody everybody broadcasts from their own home. Mm-hmm. I do it from the palatial surroundings of my basement, so I'm real underground radio. Nice. Uh, we have uh, one guy in New Hampshire that, uh, that, that does uh, his show, another guy in Lunenburg. Uh, we have one in Minnesota. Uh, Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. um, someplace in England. Mm-hmm. Right, right, <laughs> I don't right. even know where Steve does his thing. Right. Um, we have a, uh, we have s- uh, people that do um, updates for uh, concerts and things that are going on. We have another guy. It's, it, we have two guys in New York, one in upstate New York and one in New York City. Uh-huh. And the thing that we all have in common is that we love the music. We're we're kind of like the uh, the old BCN was what we modeled ourselves after. Right. Um, the reason that BCN was really successful is that every single one of the, uh, the disc jockeys were fans. 
they were fans of the oh, music. Yeah. You could tell. And if well, if if you ever uh, sit back and read Carter Allen's book, you'll really get a, uh, get a good taste for it because uh, they would talk about when uh, uh, Oedipus and uh, Alvaro were were, uh, uh, were in a uh, a limo with from uh, who was it uh, Aerosmith? Okay, sure. And uh, they found a roach from Aerosmith. <laughs> right. And they're sitting around taking this roach every place. We got Aerosmith's roach. <laughs> and then they got back to the station, and, and seven people wanted to smoke that roach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that kind of thing happened all the time. I'm so jealous of um, Chachi Lopret, who's who has a podcast on this very network, uh, Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi Lopret and David Gallant. And, uh, you know, he... You know, it'll be like Billy Joel's birthday, and he'll paste on... He'll put up on uh, Facebook... Uh, picture of him and Billy Joel from like oh, yeah. 1976, and I'll be like, "You bastard! You've met everybody!" Like it was the center of the rock universe. Absolutely, yeah. and we try to, uh, you know, what we try to do is emulate that a little bit, okay. as much as we can, without any money whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I was, but uh, when someone does, sorry to go back, I yeah. want to go back to something, but you, you said instant request. So, if people <laughs> want to, how do like how do people find you, and then how do you do that? Like, how does that work? Well, first off, uh, people uh, people can find us and talk to the DJ on air by Facebook. Okay. So you you go ahead, you get on Facebook, you you uh, uh, the Mark Skin Radio page. Yeah, just search for Mark. Very easy to find. We just found yeah. it here. Yep. Yep. Mark Skin Radio on Facebook, and mm-hmm. the station itself is at markskinradio.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. So you know you don't have to think too much. That's how everybody listens to it. So yeah. if you're on your phone, there's no app. You just Open your you browser. Could, well, you could use the TuneIn app if you want. Okay. Uh, sometimes that's a little bit better. You know, it depends on where you are. Yeah. Uh, but one of, one of the things that, that uh, happens with us is somebody turns around and does uh, does a uh, request on the uh, on the Facebook page. Oh, okay. And what I do is I, I turn around and look at it, and I, I run things off of two computers. I have one one that's broadcasting, which is a PC, mm-hmm. and then I store all my music. Which is, yeah, probably something around eight thousand songs or so on, mm-hmm. on my Mac, because mm-hmm. uh, I like I like the Mac for uh, for production stuff. Yep. And I go look on my Mac, look on iTunes, see if I have it. If I don't have it, I go into the library and I go looking for it. Mm-hmm. If it ain't in the library, it ain't worth looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, if you're completely unfamiliar with the song, you may not want to play it because who knows what the heck it is, right? Uh, yeah. No, we'll play it anyway. Really? Okay. You know, I, I, th- there's there's about three or four songs that I will not play. Yeah. Uh, I won't play anything by Ted Nugent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please say Stairway to Heaven is another one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. And Freebird. <laughs> uh, no, what are the other two? Uh, no, th- oh, the, you, uh, were just, you were just you being know, uh, No, there's, general. There, there, in fact, I have an ID that, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Hooked on a Feeling, the, uh, uh, the cover version of that. The cover version the of one Hooked that on a Feeling. Ooga Chaka. Is that a cover version? Yeah, because oh. Hooked on a Feeling was part of a movie or something. Oh, okay. B.J. Thomas originally did it. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, the one you're talking about is the one that I think has become more famous. It was used in uh, Tarantino movie, Reservoir Dogs. Probably. Um, and then uh, yeah. what, what, I, what I did with that is I basically started the song playing and then I have a little record scratch sound and I, uh, I said yeah there's some things even I won't play <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that would be we should assemble the greatest no playlist like uh, <laughs> like a no fly zone like a blacklist 
and uh, I would have. Um, I always thought "Growing Up Stairway to Heaven" was the most overrated song of all time. No offense to Led Zeppelin, who I love just like the next guy. Um, although there is an amazing version of that by Pink. Uh, oh, is that right? Oh, I thought you were going to say Heart because uh, Heart did a good Heart did a good one at the at the Kennedy Center Awards, which was was good. Yeah, uh, Heart really, did Pink a great does Stairway to Heaven. Okay, uh, it's on a live album. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I we have a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things that I do, you know, my show is very different than a lot of other people's shows. Um, I have some features that I do all the time. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Flashback, where I take about uh, four songs by some band. Uh, you know, very well-known band, and I put them together and I give people a history on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have this other thing that's called Under the Covers. Okay. And under this the is, this is the after dark portion of the show. No, <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, it's it's what ends the show. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's usually on around eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. But uh, Undercover, what one of the things I do with that is uh, I I go back and I get the original version of a song and a more popular version of the song. Mm. So something like uh, well, I don't know, summertime. I get, I get the original version from 1932. <laughs> wow, what are the last summertime songs? I'm thinking of the not the one that goes summer times, summer times. No, 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 no. It's summertime and living is easy. Oh, summertime yeah. living is easy. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ber- was it Irving Berlin or something? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, it, it you you go in and you do that. I mean, there's thousands. And literally thousands of great covers. I have seven versions of uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Wow! Two of them you would be utterly amazed at. Yeah, non non George Harrison. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo Yo Ma. Wow. Uh, Indira, in, yeah, I think her name is Indira Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the singing and uh, Carlos Santana. Wow. And then I have. Oh no. Yeah, and I have another guy that does it on an instrument I don't, I can't even pronounce. It's like an eight-string guitar, but it's there's no frets. It's just a very strange instrument, and it's it, it's a sound that you just can't believe. That's funny, um, because I when you said cover of, of "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," the first thing I thought was was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when, with Prince. With Prince, yeah, yeah, and uh, I, and I'll tell you, Prince burned it down. On oh that. my God! It's if you've never seen that, I think I've talked about it on podcast before. Just do yourself a favor and Google. It's uh, you know Prince Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, George Harrison. It was when George Harrison was uh, inducted, inducted yeah. posthumously as as a solo artist, right? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. so. And then uh, Eric Clapton did uh, did a version on uh, Concert for George. Mm-hmm. Which w- uh, uh, had McCartney on piano and Ringo on drums and uh, just just a terrific uh, version of that, and it, it, you know it's just one of these things where it's a great honor to his friend because one of the things that Clapton always said mm-hmm. was when he did the uh, Bangladesh concert he was he was as high as a kite on everything, <laughs> and he he always said that his uh, his contribution to that was awful. Yeah. And I'm not going to disagree with him. It, it, uh, I was at the that concert. was George Harrison's project, right? Yeah, the concert for Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was actually one of the first uh, charitable um, concerts that was done, mm-hmm. um, especially on the East Coast. Right, right, right. Um, the Grateful Dead was very used to doing free concerts in San Francisco all the time, but <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say the Clapton quote to bring it back to Prince. That there was this. Uh, it was a 
quote attributed to Clapton, and they said, how does it feel to be the greatest living guitarist? And at the time, he said, I don't know, you have to go ask Prince. <laughs> it turns out he never actually said that, but I don't care. It's better, it's better that way. This is, um, this is Prince. And you think, well, it's a guitar solo, but then it keeps going. Now, eventually in the video, see, also on stage, you got Tom Petty. You got, right. I think, who else is I, in this? I think Danny Harrison is in there, too. Steve Winwood, Jeff yeah. Lynn. Now I'm just reading, but. Um, yeah, that's Danny Harrison. Oh, okay. Though. You can see the look on his face, and pretty soon the looks on all the faces are just utter amazement. Yeah. Here, we'll listen to a few more seconds here. Absurd, right? Just I absurd. was I was not a Prince fan until I yeah. saw that. Well, you know, it's he's an interesting study and you know, rest in peace, Prince, of course, but you know, a lot of people can't stand his, his music like rock fans just can't stand his music because, you know, at its worst it was it was simplistic, it was pop, it was it, and it it just wasn't terribly innovative, but right. but he, clearly one of the most talented guys in the galaxy <laughs> yeah i mean you know when when he let loose on that uh, on a yeah. guitar solo i mean one of the and actually i had a front uh actually uh, uh, friend. yeah steve uh, steve hemingway oh huge huge prince fan yeah and uh hemingway went to see him a bunch of times and he it, you know he said if you haven't seen prince live you don't know prince and did you miss the opportunity like i did yeah yeah uh, me too yeah yeah you hear rumors. I heard a rumor that he had played a three-and-a-half-hour set at Boston Garden in the 80s and then went back to the piano bar at the Four Seasons and played for, like, another two hours or something like that. That's You know, that, that wasn't unusual. I mean, it was a lot of people that used to do that. Um, one of the things that used to happen to BCN, mm -hmm. they would uh, do a live broadcast from Paul's Mall, a jazz workshop or something, and then somebody would uh, somebody would come up to the studio afterwards mm -hmm. uh, on top of the Prue, and they'd play for another hour on the, on the radio. Yeah. I mean... Really it, not really done anymore, I don't think. No. <laughs> People get too nervous about that kind of thing. We'll spend a couple... You got a couple more minutes, Schultz? Oh, yeah. Almost, like a, uh, almost against the clock here, but I... Don't want to forget our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at the website, usps.com. Dot com slash careers. It's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences 
and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential applied today. Website, once again, usps.com slash careers, the U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation. What's the best rock and roll song about mail? Think about that. Actually. You got one? No, there, there was, um, right after 9-11, mm-hmm. the, post office, the Postal Service did what I consider to be one of the best commercials of all time. Yeah. Um, they had a uh, um, Carly Simon song, and she had written rewritten some of the lyrics to fit this. Mm-hmm. As uh, the river runs, oh, let it, the river run, right? right. Uh, yeah. it, exactly, and th- that w- that was the betting for it. But there, w- there was no uh, voiceovers on it. All they did was uh, was uh, put up their motto, uh, their motto and show people. Delivering the mail, mm-hmm. and it's a, a, and uh, you know neither snow nor rain nor sleet nor dead of night uh, will stay these couriers from their appointed uh, rounds. Not now, not ever. Wow! And it was one of the most powerful TV uh, spots I have ever seen. Yeah, we're looking at it now. So there's yeah. there's uh, captioning about these people who every day go about their lives with duty, honor, and pride. In neither snow nor rain. <laughs> well, you know how this goes. Right. Well, nor heat. Nor gloom of night. Is this how it really goes? Yeah. Nor the winds of change. Nor a, what does that say? Nation, Nation challenged. challenged. Okay. Yeah. Yep. My eyes are going. All right. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. There. So, I had never seen this. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's ever. And then it's just <laughs> the one word ever, right? Right, and you see the uh, the U.S. postal workers doing right. their thing and carrying in packages and stuff. That is a good ad. And you know, the funny thing is, is that this showed up uh, a few days after nine eleven. Oh, right. And you know, because obviously New York was in total chaos. Right. And but the mail came through. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so it is amazing. I mean, and we're biased here because they sponsor our show, but but in. That this this service has been around for decades, maybe centuries. I, I, I presumably About, centuries. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ben Franklin started it. So. Well, right. So <laughs> centuries, and <clears throat> it's uh, it still st- stuns the mind a little bit that you can pay less than a dollar and have and just drop something in something and it arrives at a different place in the country on the other side of the country within a matter of days. Yeah, you can't even get a candy bar for a dollar. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, best song about uh, the mail, best rock and roll song about the mail, uh, we have to consider Return to Sender. Please, uh, please Mr. Postman. Please, Mr. Postman. See, Schultz, see, that's why, that's why you're uh, Mr. Rock and Roll. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I can't... Um, oh, my... My baby, she wrote me a letter. How is that? Is, oh, that, is well, that the name actually, of that song? Yeah, it, it's called a letter. It's yeah, by the, a letter. Yeah. yeah, by the box stops, and uh, actually, a local person did a really terrific cover on that. Yeah. Um, Patty Larkin. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. She did a, did something at uh, Harvard Square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's one of the things we do is we hit just about any genre known to mankind. Mm. During my show, you could you you are likely to hear folk. You're likely to hear. A lot of new stuff uh, by artists you may never have heard of, like Samantha Fish or um, uh, Chantal McGregor, or uh, you know. Uh, You're right. I've never heard of them. Sorry. <laughs> you, you you might want to. Uh, great yeah. great blues artists. Okay. Um, 
and a lot of them are new. A lot of them are you know just getting there. Uh, you know, the, uh, I think I was just working on something where I'm going to uh, work in uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Nice. Uh, Lady, yeah, they collaborated. L- Lady is a Tramp. It's a yeah. great version of that. And so you've mentioned a couple different genres. When, when people, first of all, when do, when do you go on? I am usually on Wednesdays, uh, 7.30 to 10.30 or 11. At night or at night? night? At night. And you're live. Yeah, I, yeah. absolutely. Every, live. Everything is live on Mark Skin Radio. Not everything. Okay. There, we, have, we have some so- uh, shows that are pre-taped. Okay. Um, our, our England show is pre-taped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So do you ever um, have any nervous moments where you're afraid you're going to screw up a song in your live? Oh, and, God, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> and, and in fact, I, I almost melted down the station the other night. Uh, <laughs> do tell. Well, one of the things that happens is we, we use a, uh, some software. It's called Mix. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't feeling at the top of my form, mm-hmm. but I wasn't about to let the audience know, so I was just doing my thing. But as I was looking at stuff, uh, one of the things I do is I, uh, I do my own fades. Um, you right. could use an auto fade, but I, I have it set up for about two or three seconds, uh, so it'll fade, uh, fade nicely into the next song. Mm. I was getting ready to do that, and instead of hitting fade, I hit shuffle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroyed the entire uh, uh, the entire uh, show because it was now all I had sixty tracks that were all over the place. Right. So while one while one song is playing, I'm sitting there reshuffling manually. <laughs> Looking at my uh, looking at my Mac and yep. trying uh, trying to figure that out, I finally get everything together, and um, my internet has been a little bit little bit spotty lately. So mm-hmm. what happened was I had to reset mix. Mm-hmm. So I had to get off the air for a second, tell people that, uh, that you're going to be hearing the robot, which we affectionately call Hal. Hal, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hal fills fills in when you need him. Right? Hal's always there. Yeah. Okay. And what happened was, uh, you know, I went off the air, couldn't get back on I, for whatever reason, so I had mm-hmm. to reboot the computer. So about five minutes went by, and uh, I, I started trying all kinds of weird things, and I almost took the station off the air. Really? <laughs> yes. So you, is there a hotline you're supposed to call and alert Mark Skin, uh, the lawyer? Yeah, you're Mark sub- Skin. well, if you're really in deep trouble, you call Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris, uh, Chris was finding out that I was having a bit of a problem, so he just uh, – we have a little side chat uh, for, the, yeah. for the announcers. And, uh, you know, he's, he was just telling me, okay, step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. And, Got it back up. Yeah, and it was funny because it felt like about two hours. Of course. Uh, it was, in reality, four and a half minutes. <laughs> wow. Someday they'll do a documentary. Four and a half. <laughs> four, how how Schultz survived those four and a half minutes. Yeah, it'd be right there with, skin. Yeah, it'd be right there with Nixon's uh, 17 minutes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the lost tapes. Well, you go to MarkSkinRadio.com to listen. You go to the Facebook page if you want to find out more about or make a request or anything. And again, tune in to Schultz. It's worth it, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so anything else you want to plug, Schultz, man? Well, uh, no, just, the, you know, like I said, just the, uh, just the station in general. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you can get live DJs just about any night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, on Fridays, we have uh, live DJs from uh, 8 in the morning until uh, about 11 at night. Awesome. Live radio is not dead, people. Not not yet. Go to Markskin Radio, listen to Schultze, his eclectic. I would call your, your taste in music eclectic. Oh, you, quite. Because you, you mentioned uh, like three or four different genres. So. Oh, we do jazz, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
all awesome stuff. Schultz, did you have fun? Oh, always having fun. Well, as a fellow broadcaster, uh, we'll have to have you back on sometime. I feel like there was a lot we didn't we didn't cover. But uh, thanks so much for being on the Boston Podcast. Thanks. <laughs> the unpredictable world of podcasting. My microphone just fell off its arm. Wow, I need new equipment. Well, welcome to welcome to uh, radio. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you see, I'm marshalling on. I'm right. holding. I'm now on a handheld microphone, not by choice. But thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, the United States Postal Service. Go to their website, usps.com backslash careers. Uh, and if you like this podcast, if I survive through the end of these last seven seconds of the podcast. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends about it, and we appreciate all that good juju. On behalf of Mark Schultz, I'm Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your day, everybody. You must be the other guy.